Good afternoon and welcome to Midday Moms. This is Dorothy Polarski, and I'd like to extend a warm welcome to all of you that are signing on. And as you're signing on, I would ask that you say hello to us in the chat box because it's always just a real thrill for us to know that you're there because sometimes we wonder, has anyone signed on? So please, uh, please do join us and please do tell us where you're from. Um, and again, my name is Dorothy Polarski. Um, some of you have signed on dozens of times. Some of you, this is your very first time. So thank you for joining us. Um, hello, Judy from Detroit. Thank you for joining us, Rosina. Great to hear from you, Rosina. Sorry I wasn't able to return your call, but it's nice to see you here. Liz Garcia, um, Liz Garcia and I were in kindergarten together, so we've known each other for a long time. Uh, hello, um, hello, my name is Vesna from Ajax. Hi, Vesna. So a big, big warm welcome to all of you. Again, this is Dorothy Polarski from Midday Moms. We're faith partners with the Archdiocese of Toronto and our ministry, just in case you don't know what it's called, it's really three simple words, catholicmomsgroup.com, catholicmomsgroup.com. And so today we're very blessed to have a special guest with us. Um, his name is, drum roll, um, Marc Boudignon. And he is a very accomplished, both director and editor, having worked on um, just dozens and dozens of Catholic uh, productions. Uh, Mark, do you want to tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? I know that in a minute I'm going to put on our ministry video, but sure. yeah, maybe tell people a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm a husband and father. Um, born Catholic, um, you know, like so many other people um, kind of drifted away from the church, but then had uh, a reversion experience basically around World Youth Day in Toronto. It just really opened my eyes. And, you know, from there, uh, I had been working in commercials and I just sort of felt the Lord pulling me into uh, Catholic media. And so, you know, you just put one foot ahead of the other and, and God leads the way and the Holy Spirit inspires you. And then I just, I ended up here. So, yeah, so very, very uh, excited that you, you've joined us today. And, um, you know, so many people have mentioned so many wonderful and kind things about you. And I know that so many times when we're in ministry that, um, you know, we don't hear these things, right? So just uh, please do know that uh, you're very highly regarded in the, the Catholic community. Um, again, this is Dorothy Polarski, Midday Moms. Midday Moms was started as a result of the pandemic. Um, our, mis our mission as a ministry, catholicmomsgroup.com, is to help parishes start Catholic Moms groups. We're on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. And we believe where two or three or four or five or 50 moms gather in prayer, uh, turning to our blessed mother, that remarkable, remarkable things do happen. Um, I know that my own life has been dramatically impacted by my Catholic moms group, which I've hosted 
for over 25 years. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to show you a, just a short video about our ministry, Catholic Moms Group. We are hoping that somebody here will feel inspired or a little nudge, yes, to go see uh, the movie about uh, St. Teresa, but we're also hoping someone's going to start a Catholic moms group and then do a parish showing of the movie, right? Like, um, why limit it to a theater? Let's get some personal um, private showings of the movie. So I'm going to show you our Come Holy Spirit. There's parts of uh, technology sometimes that I'm not the best at. Come Holy Spirit. So Okay, I got to start share again. There we go. So again, if you visit our um, website, catholicmomsgroup.com, you'll see that we can help you start three types of groups. Groups for mothers only, uh, groups for mothers and tots, and also virtual meetups. Uh, when I was exchanging just a few pleasantries, with Mark, he mentioned that he was an editor on one of the productions that uh, I was involved with for Salt and Light TV. Uh, Mark, can you just tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so Mothering Full of Grace, that was uh, spearheaded by uh, Jillian Cantor when she was at uh, Salt and Light. And uh, it was great. It was a great experience. Um, I learned, you know, so much um, and, and just felt like the faith and the dedication that uh, all you mothers out there um, put into your families, put into your own personal faith life, the faith life of your family. It was, it was really inspiring. Yeah. So it was so cool to find out that you were part of that production. I didn't know up until a few days ago. So if you're interested in starting a Catholic moms group, uh, we have resources to start groups for mothers only, mothers and tots, or virtual meetups as well. And um, yeah, we're under the pastoral care of, you know, Cardinal Collins, so it's all legit. And here's our sh short ministry video. Mothers, by our very nature, we are nurturing, loving caregivers. We are social beings made for friendship and community. We are also spiritual by nature, made by a loving God to know him and love him, and to pass this love of our Catholic faith on to our children. But right now, many mothers feel overextended, distracted, and exhausted. Though as Catholics, we have the community of our church, many mothers attending mass could not name the mom sitting next to them in the pew they share. Community and support among Catholic mothers is desperately needed in this hectic and chaotic culture. Your parish needs you to bring these moms together. Hi, my name is Dorothy Polarski. I'm the founder of Catholic Moms Group. We at Catholic Moms Group are on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. We exist to bring together like-minded, faith-filled mothers who crave community and are focused on spiritual growth, Catholic teaching, and fellowship. Can you imagine a thriving, engaged mothers group at your parish? A group of moms in love with their Catholic faith, ready to serve other mothers no matter what stage of motherhood they're at, 
you imagine what a difference that would make at your parish? Starting a mother's group, it's not rocket science, but working with a team who's done it before and who's done it dozens and dozens of times sure does help. The Catholic Moms Group membership site is an online community that offers training, resources, and dozens of tools for parishes to help them start a mother's group quickly and efficiently. We're here to provide you with a clear path to launching a Catholic Moms Group at your parish. All of our materials are 100% Catholic. We have clearly laid out meetup plans for both moms groups and toddler groups. We are obedient to the magisterium of the Catholic Church. We have created dozens of tools that are going to save you time and energy. And besides that, we love our Blessed Mother. We constantly turn to her for her intercession. You can make a huge impact in your parish, so join us. We are revolutionizing the way parishes start mothers groups by providing parishes with a Catholic mothers group starter kit and by nourishing and training a community of Catholic mothers group leaders across the world. It's time to start a mothers group at your parish. Join us today. A big, big warm welcome to all of you that have uh, joined us. We've got uh, moms from Michigan. We've got moms from Detroit. We've got moms from Toronto. Uh, a big, big warm welcome to all of you. Uh, again, Marc uh, Boudignon is our guest. He has 25 years experience in film, television, editing, documentaries, and commercials. He loves being able to evangelize through media with the encouragement of his wife and daughter, and along with the help of his patron saints, St. Therese, St. Jacinta and Francisco, and St. Teresa of Calcutta. Now, yes. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about the movie that we want everybody that's here to see today. What movie is that? What's the title of it? Yeah. Uh, tell us about it. Okay, so it's Mother Teresa, No Greater Love. And it is the story of Mother Teresa's life, but it's much more than that too. It's really an exploration of her legacy, of the people who uh, worked with her, the people who um, are still working uh, you know, in the apostolates that she started and just people who are really inspired by her to continue on her mission and just, um, you know, her passion for, for souls and to help the poor. And yeah, it's filmed on five continents. So the, the film goes all over the world to, to find these people and these stories. And, you know, there's lots of archival footage, uh, archival photos, um, some of them, uh, I've actually never been shown before or published before. We had complete access to the archives of the Missionaries of Charity. We worked very closely with them. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a film for everyone. Um, just the people, their reactions that I've read and that I've heard, um, all different age groups, everyone can get something out of this film. 
Um, it's, yeah, it's just the reception of it has been amazing. And I just encourage everyone to, to really, you know, to take a chance because, I mean, even though it's Mother Teresa, you know, we, you, you don't necessarily, um, you know, know that, um, you know, what, what are the production values and, and is it going to be a good story? Well, I, I, I think from the reception that it's received in the U.S. and in Rome and other places that the people are really getting behind this film. So just we're very excited to bring it to Canada. So hopefully everyone can attend. Now, one thing that kind of drives me crazy, and those of you that know me know that sometimes I'm a little bit, uh, sometimes I'm a little bit too frank, but one of the things that, you know, drives me crazy is, you know, how difficult it is to get the word out about good Catholic media. And, you know, that's one thing that drives me crazy. You know, like, how do you find out about this stuff? And that's one of the reasons why we host Midday Moms. Um, the other thing that drives me crazy is sometimes how sometimes, sometimes, you know, whether it's Catholic moms or Catholic families or Catholics in general, like sometimes we're a little bit lazy, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, if the movie isn't next door, I'm not going to it. Or if the, you know, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Like you try to get a mom to come out to mother's group. I'm too busy. But then what drives me even crazier is once they see the movie or come to mother's group, they're so thrilled and excited. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the challenges that perhaps you have faced getting the word out about this movie and what could each of us here do today to help you get the word out? Well, really, I think the basis of a lot of Catholic media is really word of mouth and word of mouth where people who you know and trust them, their opinion, you know where you know where they are with their faith life, you know, when they endorse something, uh, you know, and they do so whole, wholeheartedly, then that really carries a lot of weight. So, I mean, obviously, I would say pretty much all of you, I mean, there, there might be a chance that there's someone out there who has happened to, to see it in some way, uh, but most of you will have not seen it. So you're sort of going by a little bit of faith yourself in that this is um, a good film. But, you know, I mean, uh, uh, if you happen to see some of the comments on social media, which is really, I, I've not actually been in a public screening of this film, but the comments that I've seen on social media the people are just really responding. It's it's very amazing. So I think that people can take that step in faith and 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 believe that this is definitely worth going to see. But you know, I do know that there's often complications. You have to arrange for babysitters. You have to commit that time when you could be doing other things. Um, so it it is a bit of a challenge to to break through. And there's just so much other media out there vying for our attention. Um, but I will say that there is something very special about going to the movie theater to experience a film um, with an audience. And, uh, you know, me and my daughter, we, we love going to the movie theater any chance that we get. Um, but the other thing too, which I've talked about with um, other people who are producers on the film, the director, is that we have this thing nowadays where we don't give our undivided attention to, uh, you know, a TV show or a movie that perhaps does deserve it. Cause we're always kind of like with one eye on our phone, you know, scrolling through uh, our emails or our social media timelines or what have you. It's just, there's something very powerful about sitting down and just being immersed in a movie experience. So 
So yeah, again, I do, I do hope that people come out and, and uh, give the movie a chance. Uh, I think it's well worth it. And also to do so in the theater if possible. So here today, I'm just looking at our chat box. I see several mothers group leaders actually from our ministry. We've got um, Arisa from Port Hope, uh, St. Michael's in Port Hope. We've got Christina, a mother's group leader in uh, Etobicoke. So, and I know there was a couple of more, but for some reason, my, my chat isn't scrolling. It's not, oh, there it is, it's cooperating. Um, so for and, well, another person that I recognize here, she's not a mother's group leader, but obviously is in Toronto is uh, Rosina. And then Vesna is from uh, Agent Court. So for those moms that are in Toronto or those moms that are in Ontario, where can um, those mo moms maybe to invite their mother's group to go this month to, or next month to see the movie? So where are wh where can they go in, in the month of November? Right. Okay. So uh, this is uh, one of the things that we uh, struck up a deal with Landmark Cinemas. So if you know that there is a Landmark Cinema close by, um, unfortunately, we don't have anything arranged, uh, at least not yet, with Cineplex, which is the primary um, theater chain in, in Canada. Um, so for some people, unfortunately, it might involve a bit of a distance. Um, you know, I think there's uh, theaters in St. Catharines, in London, uh, in Caledon. Um, uh, we have one out in Whitby in the East End. Um, so I would just say, you know what, check the Landmark Cinema webpage to just sort of see where their theaters are. And I can guarantee you that if it's a Landmark Cinema, November 2nd and 3rd, uh, is, it'll be there. It'll be showing. Yeah. And, and one of our goals as a, as a ministry is to help Mark and the team. We want to sell these two nights out, okay? Um, uh, my husband immediately, when he found out about it, went online. He says, I don't know whether I'll make the drive to Whitby, but I'm supporting these guys. I'm buying two tickets. Um, now, if we wanted to arrange a private viewing of the movie, what would that take? Is that something yeah, I, I can't really say anything about that at this point. Um, and, and to be quite honest, all of the, um, the deals and the contracts that are arranged for for any of the theatrical screenings, uh, which are really happening all over the world, um, and uh, possible broadcast windows or streaming um, arrangements. So, I mean, all of this is just so much up in the air. And really, to be honest, we had some of these contracts and arrangements in place, but the film, because of um, the fact that, you know, it, it was received really well in the States. And um, I don't know if you know, but it was, it was actually for just two days showing, it was able to gross $1.2 million. Um, two days. Wow. In two days. Yeah. So, you know, there's a hunger, there's a thirst for this type of filmmaking. People see that. And I mean, a lot of people, especially in the, you know, the business world, the theater world, they, they see dollar signs and, and that's fine. I mean, whatever vehicle it takes to sort of get the movie out there, because the, the, the movie's message is absolutely positive and, and needs to be seen and heard. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. That's kind of a long winded way of saying I'm not actually sure when it can come to sort of a parish screening uh, or an individual setting, but there's lots of things happening. And I mean, even, sorry, even uh, like a DVD um, release is, is pending. So there's lots of things happening, but um, yeah, I mean, you're definitely your first chance and your first chance 
that we can see in the foreseeable future would be the, the cinema. Now, can you tell us some of the key moments in the film um, that sort of touched you and how different audiences have responded to different moments? You know, what, what's been the response? Yeah, the sure. Uh -huh. I mean, I think, um, you know, we, we talked to people and, and of course, you know, we did our own sort of like test screening, you know, as we were getting towards our fine cut. And it was amazing because people responded in different ways to different scenes. And some scenes that you kind of thought, well, that's a really nice scene, but not necessarily the most powerful actually resonated the most with certain people. So everyone found their own sort of most interesting part of the film uh, that was different from everyone else. For me personally, and I guess it's sort of the, the, the process of, of actually forming and creating the film, I think still the, the key scene for me, the key, the key part of the film is the first one that I cut. And that's in, the, um, in Kenya, in Nairobi. And it's the sisters there who work with uh, mentally and physically disabled children. And um, it was interesting because it was the first scene that we, that we cut. And I put it together and, you know, like it's very much like <laughs> you're trying to sort of feel your way around the material. You don't know what you have. You're hoping it's going to, to be good. You're hoping that you're going to bring out the best in the footage. And, uh, you know, as you bring it to life. And as I put it together and we kind of created a rough cut and I showed it to David Nallieri, the director, we watched it and we were like, wow, you know, we really kind of knew from that sort of nascent beginning cut of that scene, we had something really special. And so it really has like a, a special spot in my heart because it was, it was the beginning, it was the baby steps of the process. It was like, you know, a five minute scene that, you know, when you keep chipping away and you keep going after the footage, it, you know, it's a two hour film now, right? But that was the beginning and it was a really auspicious beginning. So what has like, what has your role specifically been in this film and how did you get involved in it? So I am the editor. Um, so, uh, you know, for everyone knows what an editor is, but just to kind of give you the thumb sketch, it's basically the footage comes into you from all over the world, uh, in this case, and you uh, work with the director and the scriptwriter. in this case, David Nallieri was both um, the scriptwriter and the director, and you sort of fashion the story. And then beyond that, you fashion the footage and you create a, a rhythm, a rhythm with the shots, a rhythm with the flow from scene to scene. In this case, we played around with the, um, the linearness, the chronology of how we told Mother Teresa's biographical story, because we wanted to keep that interesting and, and fresh and not just make it, you know, beginning, birth and death kind of thing. Uh, and we wanted to interweave it with all the witness stories and the different apostolates. So it was a really, you know, back and forth affair. And a lot of it is, you know, you're just experimenting. The other thing that I did on the film was I was music supervisor. And, you know, I'm very, very proud, extremely proud of the work that um, our uh, composer did. He wrote an original score for the whole thing, almost, uh, you know, a two hour score. He did it uh, in an incredible amount of time. And I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, if I, you know, I've seen the movie probably, 100, 150 times. Um, and so I catch myself kind of humming his score from time to time. And uh, I just, I, I fell in love with it. And we worked together to kind of finesse and really get the most out of the music, which really helps with the emotional impact of the film. 
Now, can you tell us a little bit about a specific incident during your color correction process where <laughs> something happened, you lost all power? Tell us a, a little bit about that. Right. So I don't know if everyone remembers hearing about this. Certainly the people in Toronto, downtown Toronto, would have remembered uh, experiencing this. But there was in, I think it was mid-August, there was a really big power outage, multiple city blocks. It was east of Young, uh, really just in the downtown core. People were leaving work early or whatever. So we were caught in the middle of that. Uh, we we're working away and, um, you know, suddenly the power goes out. And when I say the power goes out, I mean in the whole place, the entire building goes black. Um, so, you know, we're, we're just getting out of our color correction suite, just trying to get outside, figure out what's happening. Um, and I'm talking to our colorist, Mark Backley, and he tells me this is the first time that this has happened in this building. And you have to understand, I've been going to this building since the beginning of my career in commercials. So, you know, I've been there, you know, dozens and dozens of times for different things. He said, this is the first time this has happened in this building where even the back of generators went out. So we're walking out and he said, do you want to go grab some lunch? Okay, sure. And as we're walking towards lunch, he, he opens up to me and he says, you know what? It's really interesting, but this time, this is the first time in you know, my history of working as a colorist that I've backed up my project um, before going for lunch. He said, typically I just do it you know, twice in the day, once after lunch, once you know, at the end of the day, but something compelled me to back it up before lunch. I don't know why, but thank goodness I did because you know, we lost all power. And he just, he was just, just really struggling with that. I don't know why I did that. I've never done that before in my life. And just, I mean, he's, you know, he may be Catholic. He's not a practicing Catholic. It was all, you know, seeing this movie was all new to him, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I know exactly <laughs> who inspired that backup. Thank you, Mother Teresa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is just a, a huge encouragement to all moms, right? Like sometimes we get these little supernatural nudges that say, oh, I think I better check on my son or maybe I'm going to hop in the car and drive over to pick my daughter up from work. And, you, you know, like one of the things that we're trying to accomplish as a ministry, catholicmomsgroup.com, is to encourage mothers to listen to those supernatural prompts. Like we've become so busy and we've become so distracted that sometimes we're ignoring supernatural prompts from the Holy Spirit from a particular saint. So, uh, so thank you very, very much uh, for that. Now, you, you mentioned that you had a number of sort of patron saints. Can you tell me a little bit more about how they, be, you know, came to be your patron saints and what sure. special role St. Teresa of Calcutta has in, in your life and in your work? Sure. Well, I guess to start at the beginning of the, the saints that I listed, and, and certainly there's many more, I mean, St. Pope John Paul II is a huge influence and so many more, but those ones, I guess, are, are kind of the ones that really resonate with me the, the most. And that would be um, St. Therese of Lisieux. Um, I think we all, just to sort of briefly talk about her, I think we all sort of, especially when we were growing up, seeing some of the statues, hearing just about her, you know, what we perceived as a dainty, pious way about her, 
you kind of formed your own opinion. Um, but it was when I was listening to um, uh, Ralph Martin's uh, of Renewal Ministries, his talk about the life and spirituality of St. Therese, it blew me away. She, her little way was just so inspiring. I don't know. It's just, it was, I can't really say much more than that. And obviously St. Teresa of Calcutta was deeply inspired by her too, because she's named after her, right? That's the name that she, that she chose. I believe she chose her. I don't know if it was given to her, but obviously she was deeply influenced by St. Therese of Lisieux. Um, St. Jacinta and Francisco, um, like so many other Catholics, um, very devoted to the message of Fatima, but it was really their, um, their personal austerity, uh, Jacinta's willingness to uh, mortify herself, and Francisco's just deep devotion to spending time in the chapel and being with our Lord and just making reparation. And it all kind of sort of culminates in having a, a devotion to St. Ther Teresa of Calcutta, because she was devoted to the Eucharist in the same way that you know, St. Francisco was devoted to visiting the chapel all the time. Um, that's, you know, immensely inspiring to me because I have a, a huge devotion to visiting Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, we are lucky enough to have a, a, a perpetual adoration chapel nearby. Um, and also uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta's um, spirit of mortification. Um, there was a picture, we didn't get the chance to use it in the film, but it was one of the first pictures that I saw that was uh, provided to me. And it was so inspiring. And I just, I wish I could have put it in the film, but there was really no, no place for it. And it was a picture of Mother Teresa's feet. And, you know, maybe you know the story, maybe you don't, that when the sandals would, would come in, they would be delivered and, you know, people would get the sandals, the poor people, Mother Teresa would let everyone else get the sandals first. And then whatever sandal was left, she would take that. And of course, they never fit her feet properly. Her toes and her feet were all contorted. And it was like just a sign, like a huge visible physical sign of how much she was willing to suffer herself for the poor, you know, and, and to suffer with Jesus. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, we, we live in a culture and I'm victim to it just as much as anyone else is where, you know, we're, we're always seeking comfort, right? And, and, and so when we um, come across a saint like St. Teresa, it's kind of a bit of a tinge to my conscience, right? Because I'm always like, oh, what's the best looking piece of cake instead of? <laughs> and so uh, sometimes I, I find myself after watching uh, movies about saints that, oh, gosh, Polarski, you got to go to confession. Um, now, I'm going to try. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm going to try. Um, I, I think I've got the, vid the, the movie itself here. Hold on just a minute. Wait, there's, that's that, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, there we go. Now, is there a section, can you see that here? I can, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah. is there a place I should fast forward to, or? Uh, you know what, um, I'm just trying to think of where, you know what, if you skip ahead to maybe the, try the, yeah, go back a little bit. Hold on. Maybe around like the, the Teresa of Calcutta. I am Patrick. Maybe around the fifth minute. Night of the, the fifth minute. Okay, hold on. 
Actually, you know what, just uh, maybe, you know what, maybe go to actually about the, the third minute. We can just play the introduction. That would be a... Okay. Come yeah, just after the Supreme Night there. Okay. Yeah. I know it's hard with such it a... radiating Christ. Yes. Yeah. She prayed that prayer every day. Dear Jesus, it's you shining on others through me. She recognized that it was Christ. It was to be his light. Her holiness did not keep her away from people, rather it brought her to the midst of people. And when she heard, come be my light, and she went to the dark holes of people, so she wanted to be light there in the midst of people. Lord, make me a channel of your peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is despair, I may bring hope that where there are shadows, I may bring light. just um, ask you a quick question here. Um, would you say that this film is appropriate for any age? Like, can anyone go at any age or? I mean, I would say yes. And I know a lot of people um, that I've heard have brought their whole family. I don't think that that's an issue. There's, I mean, the only thing that I would say is if you do have especially sensitive children, um, you, we know that Mother Teresa and the Missionaries of Charity worked with lepers because, uh, or so that we, you know, we go to, you know, to some of those, um, sorry, we see some of the, the lepers that Mother Teresa worked with in the past, but also some of the, the leper um, houses uh, that the Missionaries of Charity work with today. So you do see a little bit of, you know, physical disfigurement. There is also a segment where we talk about the Muslim and Hindu riots in Bengal, which um, you know, it's all our archival footage. Um, so, and we don't show, there's nothing gory or anything like that. Absolutely. Um, the only thing I would say is for perhaps, you know, for small children, uh, it's, it's a long movie. It's almost two hours. Um, and the content can be a little bit deep and maybe a little bit, um, too, uh, uh, well, boring for children, but obviously great for, for adults. So. Yeah. Now, the the other thing too is, as a mom, I you know I would encourage you to sometimes like, you know, sometimes to claim authority and say, okay, guys, we're going to see this movie, right? And um, it, like, because I find that a lot of times, you know, parents are almost afraid to claim their authority and. And, and that, yes, it might involve having to have a conversation beforehand saying, um, you know, this film is about, uh, you know, a particular saint. And so would there be any discussion points that you would recommend that parents sort of frame it for their, even their millennial kids or their mm -hmm. young adult kids or youth groups? Like, 
Are there any ways that you would frame it before you go into it? Because it could be quite, you know, I, I think a lot of millennials, a lot of young adults are hungry for meaning yes. and they're hungry yes. for heroes. So yes. is there anything that we can do on the front end to kind of pave the way? Sure. Well, to that point, let me just say that I, I actually would really encourage um, parents to take their children, you know, if they're not especially small, because what I'm hearing from families uh, and the way that they're responding to this film is so many times I said, you know, we were a multi-generational family who went out to see this film and all of us loved it. And in fact, there was somebody who had said that um, they took their daughter to see the film and the daughter was so inspired because you have the, the, the crazy thing for people of a certain age to understand is that so many people out there don't even know Mother Teresa. We are so used to seeing her on the TV, in the news, traveling all over the place. She was always, you know, growing up just synonymous, the name Mother Teresa synonymous with living saint. So you just assume that everyone knows about her. But no, there's a whole generation of, of people coming up who have never heard about her. So when they experience her in this film, I mean, her life was just so inspiring. It speaks for itself. So anyways, to get back to my point was the, the mother had said that her daughter saw the movie and was so inspired by Mother Teresa. I guess she had a, a project, a paper that she had to write or something for her confirmation class that it was going to be on Mother Teresa, whom before seeing the movie, she'd never even heard of. Well, um, so uh, yeah, to get to your question, discussion points. Um, I mean, you know, we do deal a little bit with sort of the historical context and what prompted her to um, begin um, the Missionaries of Charity, um, because that was a real, um, like, uh, was a calling, a special calling, a call within a call for her, but it was also a leap of faith for her. Um, so it happened in that historical context. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could talk to uh, to them about the idea of private revelation um, and, you know, the, the conversations or the messages from Jesus that she experienced, because we talk about that, you can talk to them about, well, what, you know, is a dark night of the soul. We talk about how she experienced that and how that is a sign of growing closer to God, not being separated from God. Um, and certainly, you know, any of the stories, any of the apostolates of real people in need who the missionaries of charity are helping just to give them a sense that yes, we're most of us, many of us are comfortable in North America, very comfortable. Um, but there's, you know, a whole world out there and, and we do try to show it in the film, a whole world out there of people in need. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think that um, maybe perhaps sometimes we don't give the youth enough credit that, you know, they're, they're aware of this is just sometimes they need a little push to be reminded as we all do. Yeah, no, so what is it that you personally most admired about um, St. Teresa of Calcutta? Well, um, definitely her humility. Um, we talk a little bit about how, you know, like I was alluding to, how she was, you know, a Catholic celebrity, if you will. I mean, she was an icon, certainly, of the 20th century. And the fact that she was just so supremely humble throughout it all. I mean, most people, if you're not rooted in Jesus, your head starts to swell and, you know, you just, you, you really get puffed up and, uh, but no, I mean, she was completely and entirely devoted and rooted to, to Jesus and to the poor. Um, also just her, yeah, her sense of, of mortification, her, uh, willingness and her, her eagerness really to, um, 
to suffer for the sake of Jesus to, um, you know, to, to be um, connected to Jesus in his passion, um, you know, uh, in the way that she lived day to day, in the way that she helped the poor. And then um, finally, again, just her devotion to the Blessed Sacrament. None of her work, none of her sister's work happened on its own. It was an outpouring and outflowing from the time spent in adoration that they would do each day. So I try to live that in my own faith life. And uh, yeah, St. Teresa of Calcutta, she just inspires me in those, in those ways. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on evangelizing through film? Like, do you think it works? You know, can you maybe take a secular friend that doesn't have any, um, you know, religious convictions or ties and say, hey, let's go see this movie. Do me a favor. I really want to go see it. Uh, What are your thoughts on evangelization through film? Yeah, I mean, everyone is different, but I think that evangelization through film is um, definitely one way because people, you know, I mean, a lot of younger people coming up now, um, you know, they want their media much more interactive, but there's still a, a firm place for film in storytelling and people connect with stories. It doesn't matter whether you're Catholic, uh, you know, religious of, of any other faith or atheist or Whatever. We all need stories. We all sort of relate our lives um, through story, through narrative. And so, yes, I definitely believe that there is a place for evangelization today with anyone um, through film and through all sorts of media. And I think, you know, I, I think of a, another, um, you know, hopefully soon to be saint, but a blessed anyways, um, blessed pair, Giorgio Frassati, who, you know, um, lived among a certain class of people. Um, he was young, he had friends. I think many of them probably didn't care about their faith, but he would invite them to church, invite them to go, um, you know, pray in front of the blessed sacrament. And, you know, yeah, we'll go out and we'll, you know, have a little party afterwards, but first let's go, let's go to church. And it was just, you know, um, I guess it helps if you have a, a compelling, you know, personality and you're charismatic and you can draw people that way. I, you know, I can't do that, but St. Mother Teresa, I think she, she can. And so if you experience her through film, you know, she can touch anyone's heart, anyone's heart. Um, now, one thing I'm uh, kind of quote unquote big on in these midday mom sessions is for all of the moms that are out here today, Uh, I kind of want to remind you, right, that you're here for a reason. And the reason that you're here isn't just, quote unquote, to enjoy this one hour together with with Mark and I. It is our prayer and our hope that after Midday Moms, like something is stirred in you. Now, how can you help this movie production, this production of, you know, Mother Teresa, how can you help it become more popular? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. Number one is go to the movie. Like if everyone that was here, you know, I think at one point there were 27 of us. If all 27 of us went to brought, went to the movie and we brought someone, that's something very practical that you can do. Um, another thing that you can do is, you know, buy two tickets, put them in an envelope and give them as a gift, either to your adult kids, 
um, to your in-laws, to the religion teacher. So go online, buy 10 tickets and give it as a gift to somebody, right? Um, many, many years ago, I used to host a saints club at my kids' elementary school. And um, I was so surprised in talking to a lot of the little kids saying, you know, oh, miss, 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 you know, we've never been to St. Michael's Cathedral. And I'm like, what? We're at Dixie, close to Sherway Gardens, and you've never been to the cathedral? Really? And then, miss, 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 I've never seen a Catholic movie. And I was like, what? Really? You're going to a Catholic school? You've never seen a Catholic movie? And so I started the Saints Club with the help of um, some volunteers and a very dedicated school principal. And, you know, our, our Blessed Mother saw to it that our Saints Club took busloads of kids down to the cathedral, right? It's like, you've never been to the cathedral? I'm going to take you, you know? Um, and then another thing that we did as a Saints Club, um, now this was many years ago when my kids were in elementary school, we we literally took the entire school because I had the principal on side, uh, Deidre Furlong, who's now uh, retired, but we took the entire school busload, busload, busload to see the movie St. Therese. Um, because again, you know, their families weren't taking them. And so I thought, okay, you know, as a part of our religion class, uh, the Saints Club and the, the, the principal was so. I'm also encouraging each and every one of you to go speak to your religion teacher, okay? And say, look, there's this movie on, why don't we arrange a field trip to go see this movie, St. Teresa of Calcutta? And, um, you know, sometimes it might mean for you to say, hey, I'm paying for the bus. I've got no problem with that. Um, you know, sometimes I, I ask moms, think about the way that you spend money, for example, right? Um, and like some of us would think nothing of buying our child, you know, like a new pair of Nike running shoes. And that's, you know, sometimes $200, sometimes three, of buying them an iPad or of buying them a trip somewhere. And like, I'm always begging mothers to get creative about how they spend their money. Well, like, why not buy, you know, 30 tickets and start saying, hey, I got a ticket. You coming? You know? So anyway, again, you know, I something, some things that drive me crazy. And you know, I always have to go to confession after midday moms. But I was on Facebook the other day, and one mom was going on and on and on about, you know, movie night and how they all went to see Hocus Pocus, these little kids. And I was like, are you? kidding me? <laughs> Why are we taking our kids to things that are going to frighten them, mortify them, and possibly introduce them to the demonic, but we can introduce them to saints, right? Like, sometimes as mothers, we don't want to, our kids to become frightened. But yet, if we saw what they were watching, we'd be frightened, right? And so what is the Holy Spirit calling you to do? What is St. Teresa of Calcutta calling you to do? Is she calling you to speak to the religion teacher? Is she calling you to grab your four kids and go? Is she, Maybe 
maybe you've got kids that you were the godmother and you haven't really done anything in a long time and you can give two tickets to your godchildren to go see this film. Um, please, 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 I just, I beg you uh, to do something. There's you know no benefit to Dorothy Polarski and company for, for me saying all of this, but I, I just, I'm just very passionate about how much media our kids are exposed to but they're not exposed to Catholic media. And that's within our power as, as moms, right? That's within our power, um, especially, you know, especially young moms. Um, okay, so, so Rosina has a comment here. The Knights Council and the GTA are promoting the movie as well. Hip, hip, hooray. Parish bulletins should be promoting this. Yes, maybe, you know, talk to your parish. Maybe buy two tickets for your parish priest as a gift, right? Uh, okay, let me see. Any other comments here? Uh, Gail said she's purchased her two tickets and she has a testimony here. My father was dying in the hospital and I prayed to St. Teresa of Calcutta. He reported to my mother that an East Indian lady was entering his room and massaging his feet. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Um, okay, so we're just, we're winding up here. Are there any other parts of the film that you think I should try to go back to? Or do you think well, we've done the thing? Sorry, if I could just address just what you were saying before about, you know, trying to get groups together to purchase tickets. And, and, and I think that that's just a great idea. And I just know of... Um, certain instances in the United States when they were showing the, the film, um, that if you find that um, the film might be sold out or there's not enough seats, especially for group tickets in the cinema that you would be going to, uh, I know instances where they've opened up extra screens because there's been so much demand for this movie on a particular night. So, you know, don't be discouraged. Um, maybe... Um, contact your, your theater, uh, or maybe even if you contact somebody through the website, uh, which is motherteresamovie.com, and perhaps maybe we can communicate with uh, the manager at uh, whatever landmark cinema it is, because we want as many people as possible to have the opportunity to see it. And I, I would personally feel very sad if somebody really wanted to see it and there just wasn't enough spots for them or their group. So there's always a possibility. There's always hope that, um, that, you know, they could open up another screen. And so we just encourage you to try anyways, that's, that's the best we can do. Yeah. And, you know, I always say too, one of our best sources to get moms to attend mother's group is word of mouth. Right. Yeah. And yeah. women love to talk, right. <laughs> I think I've been a pretty good example of that. And so, once you get off midday moms, why not call three people and say, you know, I just watch midday moms. There's this movie coming out. Are you coming with me? I'm going right. So uh, we encourage you to get on the phone and start talking about the movie. Um, so anyway, is it, should I go back to the film? Is there anything do you think I've kind of missed as a, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I could say about it. It's just, I mean, it's it's been a huge undertaking for me. Um, it was uh, a little bit daunting at first. I've never done a film that's this long. Um, and there, you know, because we were trying to get it done for those initial screenings and the anniversary, the 25th anniversary of her, of her death, 
um, there was a, a very hard deadline that we were working towards. And I just really feel as though, you know, I could, uh, I could feel and I could see the hand of God working throughout this whole process. And, um, yeah, I think, like I said before, there's definitely something for everyone to take home from this movie. And uh, for, for some people, it's even a, a very, very emotional experience watching it. Um, it was, it would be emotional for me in bits and pieces, but because I've watched it and parts of it hundreds of times, um, it's interesting how you sort of the effect of it is is kind of lost, and and that's what makes it all the more surprising that when you you know release something into the world and then everyone can kind of experience it and uh, you know and and comment on it that when people come back and and they have these fresh new eyes that they bring to it these fresh new feelings it's like oh wow you know that feeling that I had initially so many months ago has kind of come full circle so uh, yeah I just. Uh, I'm just very proud of it. And I'm proud of the whole team and all the work that we've, uh, we've put into it collectively. And you know what, I mean, I guess the, the bottom line is that if, you know, people can continue to support this film um, and support other stuff, especially stuff that's being produced by the Knights of Columbus, then we can make more and we can just really bring a lot more Catholic media that can uplift people because, um, you know, we're, we're a fractured society, you know, and there's a lot of anger and sadness. Um, and so let's bring some hope. And love. Yeah, and I think too that the, the timing of this movie is is beautiful because because it's post pandemic. I think all of us are kind of looking. You know, we're looking for something to touch us. We're looking for something to show us that you know, out of suffering, you know, good can come. And I think some of you that have attended, you know, Midday Moms regularly, you've probably heard this story, you know, one too many times, but my mom was uh, 13 years old when World War III broke out in Poland and she was pulled out of the rubble um, by Marian priests. And she saw her mom being pulled out of the basement of their home and losing a baby. It was quite a, you know, obviously a horrific scene. And, and, and why I bring that up is that having my mom as a mom was a remarkable gift because she was always joyful and she would always say, like, you think this is a cross? You should see what, you know, <laughs> this is not a cross, you know? And, 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 and I think when we look back on lives of women like St. Teresa of Calcutta and we see what she suffered and we see the suffering that she took on and the places that she went that, that, that maybe it kind of sobers us up spiritually, right? Um, very recently, I was listening to something and I forget what, but, but the person was saying that each of us has a particular mission and and, and that sometimes we're living in a shroud of comfort. Sometimes we're living in a shroud of destruction, uh, distraction, not destruction. Sometimes as women, I think we're living in a shroud of complaining. Like I know sometimes I complain way too much. And wouldn't it be just horrible if at the end of your life you met, you, you missed 
what your mission was, right? Like, okay, I spent my life being distracted. I spent my life complaining. I spent my life, um, but I didn't spend my life doing what God wanted me to do, right? And, and, and so I think movies like this are extremely powerful because sometimes they remind us how blessed we really are. And maybe, you know, maybe this movie will be God's call to you to, sh to shake off the complaining, right? To shake off the comfort and to truly find what God is calling you to do. I'm going to ask um, you one last question, Mark, because it's personally just very intriguing to me mm -hmm. that you went from corporate and commercial to work for our Lord. That's similar to my story. I used to deliver corporate training programs for the Schulich Executive Education Center and then, you know, for a number of American seminar companies. And I kept on praying, Lord, help me use my gifts for you. Help me use. How did you make that transition from corporate to like what happened? Like you mentioned World Youth Day. What happened? Yeah, I mean, so uh, a lot of it, the genesis of it was just sort of seeing the joy at World Youth Day. You know, I was living in Toronto, you know, going to and from my job and just being very busy and immersed in my, you know, my life. And, um, you know, I would get on the streetcar and it would just be the throngs of young people who would be singing these songs and just radiating joy. And I guess I just wasn't completely satisfied with, you know, where my career was going with the politics involved with commercial making and, you know, just that general sort of dissatisfaction. And it was like, I would look at this group of people and it's like, well, how do you have that? What is this? You know? Um, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the same story for a, a lot of people, but I will say this, it was actually very interesting. It's sort of like, again, how God's hand sort of works in this. Um, so uh, typically for, you know, um, commercial houses for post-production places for commercials, they're asked to do PSAs or sometimes kind of freebies. And in this case, it was um, political ads for, um, for, the, for the government, for the election. And it was, uh, it was for the liberals. Um, and I don't align with any party, but I will say that um, it was the same day that my boss gave me a very significant raise and then turned around and said, I need you to do this ad. And the ad was promoting their stance on abortion. And I wouldn't do it. I refused. So he'd given me a big raise. I had obviously accepted the raise, but then I wouldn't accept his abortion commercial. And, uh, you know, things kind of, <laughs> kind of <laughs> fell apart in our relationship pretty quickly after that. And um, then, you know, a spot opened up at, um, at Salt and Lake Television. And, um, you know, as with uh, many jobs in Catholic media, it required a certain amount of a pay cut, but that's besides the point. Um, but, you know, it was a leap of faith and it was obviously much more important work than I was doing in the commercial world. Although, you know what, that's not to slam the experience that I had in the corporate commercial world, because it really taught me a lot of good practices as an editor, which I'm still using today. And, you know, um, many, many of the people, um, I had great working relationships with them and uh, it was a very excellent experience, but you know, this is where God wanted me to be. So, yeah. No, well, and I'm, I'm definitely glad that you're here and just a big, big, big warm. Thank you for all of your hard work, for all of your sacrifices, <laughs> excuse me. And a big thank you for joining us today. So thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, so for all of you here today, um, we, we beg you to, you know, our ministry is tiny and we need your donations because we would like to reach more mothers. And in order to reach more mothers, boy, oh boy, wouldn't it be exciting if I had a team. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so anyway, don't forget catholicmomsgroup.com. There is a donate button. If you enjoyed the show today, um, please make a donation because we need them. And um, I, I wanted to mention it's not public yet. So but you can tell anybody you want, but we just haven't had a chance to promote it is that on December the 3rd, we're hosting an Advent retreat and we're going to be doing some painting in the morning and we're going to be having a speaker in the afternoon and it's going to be at St. Benedict's Parish and uh, it'll be open to any Catholic mom in the Archdiocese of Toronto. So if you're interested, just put that on your calendar, hold it December the 3rd. Um, we're having an Advent retreat for Catholic moms. And of course, our ministry has a table at the Archdiocese of Toronto conference coming up this weekend. So hopefully we can see you there. Okay. So anyway, so thank you, all of you. I like to end with a song. I'm so glad we had this time together. Just to have a laugh and sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mark. And Thank you. Uh, we'll be praying for you, your Thank family, you. and the success of the movie. Thank you for your commitment to Catholic media. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Thank you for joining us today. Bye now.